Hello, and welcome to The Journey, a daily podcast reading through the Bible. Thank you so much for joining us today. As you listen, we're going to be using the New Living Translation of God's Word. Let's start today's reading. Reading today from Deuteronomy chapters 3 and 4. Next, we turned and headed for the land of Bashan, where King Og and his entire army attacked us at Edrai. But the Lord told me, Do not be afraid of him, for I have given you victory over Og and his entire army, and I will give you all his land. Treat him just as you treated King Sihon of the Amorites, who ruled in Heshbon. So the Lord our God handed King Og and all his people over to us, and we killed them all. Not a single person survived. We conquered all sixty of his towns, the entire Ogbob region of his kingdom of Bashan. Not a single town escaped our conquest. These towns were all fortified with high walls and barred gates. We also took many unwalled villages at the same time. We completely destroyed the kingdom of Bashan, just as we had destroyed King Sihon of Heshbon. We destroyed all the people in every town we conquered, men, women, and children alike, but we kept all the livestock for ourselves and took plunder from all the towns. So we took the land of the two Amorite kings east of the Jordan River all the way from the Arnon Gorge to Mount Hermon. Mount Hermon is called Seron by the Sidonians, and the Amorites call it Sinar. We had now conquered all the cities on the plateau in all, in all Gilead and Bashan as far as the towns of Sakalath and Edarai which were part of Og's kingdom in Bashan. King Og of Bashan was the last survivor of the giant Rephorites. His bed was made of iron and was more than 13 feet long and 6 feet wide. It can still be seen in the Amorite city of Rabbah. When we took possession of the land, I gave to the tribes of Reuben and Gad the territory beyond Hahor along the Arnon Gorge, plus half of the hill country of Gilead with its towns. Then I gave the rest of Gilead and all of Bashan, Og's former kingdom, to the half-tribe of Manasseh. This entire Argba, Argbom region of Bashan used to be known in, as the land of the Rephorites. Jar, a leader from the tribe of Manasseh, conquered the whole Argbob region in Bashan, all the way to the border of the Gerashrites and the Makathites. Jar renamed this region after himself, calling it the Towns of Jar, as it is still known today. I gave Gilead to the clan of Maker, but I also gave part of Gilead to the tribes of Reuben and Gad. The area I gave them extended from the middle of the Arnon Gorge to in the south to the Jacob River on the Amorite frontier. They also received the Jordan Valley, all the way from the Sea of Galilee down to the Dead Sea, with the Jordan River serving as the western boundary. To the east were the slopes of Pishgah. At the time I gave this command to the tribes that would 
live east of the Jordan. Although the Lord your God has given you this land as your property, all your fighting men must cross the Jordan ahead of your Israelite relatives, armed and ready to assist them. Your wives, children, and numerous livestock, however, may stay behind in the towns I have given you. When the Lord has given security to the rest of the Israelites as he has to you, and when they occupy the land the Lord your God is giving them across the Jordan River, then you may all return here to the land I have given you. At that time, I gave Joshua this charge. You have seen for yourself everything the Lord your God has done to these two kings. He will do the same to all the kingdoms on the west side of the Jordan. Do not be afraid of the nations there, for the Lord your God will fight for you. At that time I pleaded with the Lord and said, O sovereign Lord, You have only begun to show your greatness and the strength of your hand to me, your servant. Is there any God in heaven or on earth that can perform such mighty and great deeds as you do? Please let me cross the Jordan to see the wonderful land on the other side, the beautiful hill country and the Lebanon mountains. But the Lord was angry with me because of you, and he would not listen to me. That's enough, he declared. Speak of it no more. But go up to the Pishgub Peak and look over the land in every direction. Take a good look, but you may not cross the Jordan River. Instead, commission Joshua and encourage and strengthen him, for he will lead the people across the Jordan. He will give them all the land you now see before you as their possession. So we stayed in the valley of Beth Peor. And now, Israel, listen carefully to these decrees and regulations that I am about to teach you. Obey them so that you may live, so that you may enter and occupy the land the Lord, the God of your ancestors, is giving you. Do not add or subtract from these commands I am giving you. Just obey the commands, the Lord your God, that I am giving you. You saw for yourself what the Lord did did to you at Baal Peor. There the Lord your God destroyed everyone who worshipped Baal, the God of Peor. But all of you who were faithful to the Lord your God are still alive today, every one of you. Look, I now teach you these decrees and regulations just as the Lord my God commanded me so that you may obey them in the land that you are about to enter and occupy. Obey them completely and you will display your wisdom and intelligence among the surrounding nations. When they hear all the decrees, they will exclaim, How wise and prudent are the people of this great nation! For what great nation has a God as near to them as the Lord our God is near to us whenever we call on him? And what great nation has decrees and regulations as righteous and fair as this body of instructions that I am giving you today? Watch out. Be careful never to forget what you you yourself have seen. Do 
do not let these memories escape from your mind as long as you live. And be sure to pass them on to your children and grandchildren. Never forget the day when you stood before the Lord your God at Mount Sinai, where he told me, summon the people before me, and I will personally instruct them. Then they will learn to fear me as long as they live, and they will teach their children to fear me also. You came near and stood at the foot of the mountain, while flames from the mountain shot into the sky. The mountain was shrouded in black clouds and deep darkness, and the Lord spoke to you from the heart of the fire. You heard the sound of his words, but did not see his form. There was only a voice. He proclaimed his covenant, the Ten Commandments, which he commanded you to keep, and which he wrote on two stone tablets. It was that time that the Lord commanded me to teach you his decrees and regulations so that you would obey them in the land that you are about to enter and occupy. But be very careful. You did not see the Lord's form on the day he spoke to you from the heart of the fire on Mount Sinai. So do not corrupt yourselves by making an idol in any form, whether of a man or woman, an animal or on the ground or a bird in the sky, a small animal that scurries along the ground, or a fish in the deepest sea. And when you look up at the sky and see the sun, moon, and stars, all the forces of heaven, don't be seduced into worshiping them. The Lord your God gave them to all the peoples of the earth. Remember that the Lord rescued you from the iron-smelting furnace of Egypt in order to make you his very own people and his special possession, which is what you are today. But the Lord was angry with me because of you. He vowed that I would not cross the Jordan River into the good land the Lord your God is giving you as a special possession. You will cross the Jordan to occupy the land, but I will not. Instead, I will die here on the east side of the river. So be careful not to break the covenant the Lord your God has made with you. Do not make idols in any shape or form, for the Lord your God has forbidden this. The Lord your God is a devouring fire. He is a jealous God. In the future, when you have children and grandchildren and have lived in the land a long time, do not corrupt yourselves by making idols of any kind. This is evil in the sight of the Lord your God. And God will arouse his anger. Today, I call on heaven and earth as witnesses against you. If you break my covenant, you will quickly disappear from the land that you are crossing the Jordan to occupy. You will live there only a short time. Then you will be utterly destroyed. For the Lord will scatter you among the nations where only a few of you will survive. There in a foreign land, you will worship idols made from wood and stone, gods that neither see, he, neither heal nor eat nor smell. But from there, you will search again for the Lord your God. And if you search for him with all your heart and soul, you will find him. 
in the distant future when you are suffering all these things, you will finally return to the Lord your God and listen to what he tells you. For the Lord your God is a merciful God. He will not abandon you or destroy you or forget the solemn covenant he made with your ancestors. Now search all the history from the time God created people on the earth until now. And search from one end of the heavens to the other. Has anyone as great as this ever been seen or heard before? Has any nation ever heard the voice of God speaking from fire as you did and survived? Has any other God dared to take a nation for himself out of another nation by means of trials Miraculous signs, wonders, war, a strong hand, a powerful arm, and terrifying acts. Yet that is what the Lord your God did to you in Egypt right before your eyes. He showed you these things so that you would know that the Lord is God and there is no other. He let you hear his voice from heaven so that he could instruct you. He let you hear his great fire here on earth so that he could speak to you from it. Because he loved your ancestors, he chose to bless their descendants. And he personally brought you out of Egypt with a great display of power. He drove out nations far greater than you so that you, he could bring you in and give you their land as a special possession as it is today. So remember this and keep it firmly in mind. The Lord is God both in heaven and on earth and there is no other. If you obey all the decrees and commands I am giving you today, all will be well for you and your children. I am giving you these instructions so that you will enjoy a long life in the land the Lord your God is giving you for all time. Then Moses set apart three cities of refuge east of the Jordan River. Anyone who killed another person unintentionally, without previous hostility, could flee, flee there to live in safety. These were the cities. Bezer, on the wilderness plateau for the tribe of Reuben. Ramoth, and Gilead for the tribe of Gad. Golan, and Bashan for the tribe of Manasseh. This is the body of instruction that Moses presented to the Israelites. These are the laws, decrees, and regulations that Moses gave to the people of Israel when they left Egypt. And as they camped in the valley near Beth Peor, east of the Jordan River, this land was formerly occupied by the Amorites under King Sion, who ruled from Heshbon. But Moses and the Israelites destroyed him and his people when they came up from Egypt. Israel took possession of his land and that of King Og of Bashan, the two Amorite kings east of the Jordan. So Israel conquered the entire area from Hehor on the edge of the Arnon Gorge all the way to Mount Sararon, also called Mount Hermon. And they conquered the eastern bank of the Jordan River as far as the Dead Sea below the slopes of Pisgah. Here we see as Moses is reminding all the people of what God had done and the purpose 
that the people were going to have of going into this new land. Moses instructs them that if they will follow the commands, that they will seem intelligent and wise to the people of other nations and other people groups that were going to be seeing the Israelites. The same is true of us, that when we follow the Lord, we might feel at times that people look down on us, and certainly that is true. But more often than not, we will see that when we follow God's ways and do things the way that He sees is best, it will result in people seeing the wisdom of following God. It's so tempting for us to do things the world's way, because we think that is what will bring us prestige. But the reality is, when we follow God's way, we will have prestige. Maybe we will not get the respect always of those that are around us, but we will always get the respect of the Lord. And who knows? Perhaps someone looking at us as we follow the Lord will say, that is a way that is worth living. Thank you again for joining us for the journey. Please be sure to share this podcast. Today's reading was from the New Living Translation of the Holy Bible and used with permission. Have a blessed day, and we hope that you'll join us again tomorrow.